All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. You're listening to Nasty Knuckles, the Hockey Outlaws podcast. With your host, Derek Nasty Sutemeyer and former Philadelphia Flyer Enforcer, Riley Cote, as they go behind the scenes with your favorite NHL players. This week's guest is former Philadelphia Flyer defenseman, veteran of 1,069 games, and a work ethic that's second to none, Nick Schultz. Time to face off. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Nasty Knuckles. We first wanted to thank our friends at Deal Dash for the support. It's no surprise that I love winning. Nast, I know you do too. Oh, that's all I do. Hashtag winning. You know that, Riggs. Come on, man. <laughs> well, we're always chasing that feeling. So since I've retired off the ice, I'm still winning on the ice because now I use Deal Dash, the online shopping platform that is actually fun. Deal Dash is the longest running penny auction website and app around. Too good to be true, Nast? Not a chance. You bet it is. I've seen a car sold for 900 bucks. What? Oh, yeah. 900 Beanos. A brand new TV for less than two bucks. Can you believe it? All right. Uh, Yeah, I need a new TV. (laughs) Let's get you one. Today? I'm getting (laughs) on. I'm on. Let's do it. And no one wants to be a loser. Don't be a loser. Stop paying full price for the things you want and get on Deal Dash. Go to DealDash.com or download the app now. Get after it, Nast. 
Regs, chicks do not dig losers. Nope. Deal dash, baby. Deal dash. The chicks love it. So when you register, enter the promo code Knuckles. That's code Knuckles for a special offer. And let's get after it. Let's get after it. What else is going on? Oh, man. I... Guys, keep, keep it keep it down. They're they're hanging a, a regular season championship banner up for Natty Ice <laughs> in in oh. the office here. So I why yeah, not? Right there, right there. Yeah, we need to leave room for the next thing in the playoffs here. But uh, big win came off of our first loss in like three oh, years yeah. in the men's been league. Devastating. Oh, our boy Talk John about loving winning. Oh my God, love winning yeah. deal deal dash for <laughs> Natty. We should it should be on our jerseys because we're winning. But uh, the real deal, real deal. Uh, I wish I had more to do with it. I'm just kind of nah, you're the, you're skating around out there. Well, I, I don't know if I'm the finisher. I like to dish, but you know, yeah, anyway, right, I'll, I'll, I'll finish when I have to, but uh, not much, man. Um, another uh, busy week. We got a lot of cool stuff coming up. Uh, something got a little knife turned into it a little bit, but we're still going to have a big surprise for everyone. Uh, hopefully next week with uh with something we can't really say yet. But, yeah. Um, it's Life be, is easy. There's always adversity. There's so always, always something. Uh, It'll someone, be great. Someone trying to mess with you, but we'll take care of that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how about you, buddy? How was your week? That was good. It was good. Just uh, some stuff with the girls, watch a few hockey games. Um, not a whole lot of uh, improvement on the flyers front it's a little more of the same what are you thinking yeah it just you know i think at this point now it's just it's just so much frustration it looks like i, I actually went to a couple games um and um playing hard you know how it is when <clears throat> you're squeezing the stick too hard man yeah. and, you know i don't don't want to make excuses but they're, they're trying they you know they played a couple good games you lose that that one the other night you know little crazy bounce uh ends up going through loose's legs but uh he yeah. played a great game you know yeah i just feel for the boys right now yeah it's, it's tough uh, time. it's not fun when you're i don't know if we're mathematically out yet but it's uh you know it's not looking good and it's tough when you got 12 13 games left and and you kind of know you're not um you're not going to yeah. be in the postseason and and to me this team's a postseason team and i you know i don't really we, we, we can't put our finger on what, is, what has happened. Uh, but um, bright spot uh, this week was uh, Wade Allison coming in. Yeah. Two really energetic games. Scored his first goal, which was awesome. Yeah. Um, Brought the so, emotion. Yeah. You know, fans and people don't really want to hear about, well, you know, okay, next year. But that's all we got right now. And, and you know, maybe some of these kids uh, get some games. You get a good look at them like uh, – our guest this week, Nick Schultz, is working with those guys. So, you know, he seems to think they got a lot, a lot on the farm. Yeah, no, for sure. It's a, it's a tough time for a player. You know, I think they've obviously sensed it slipping away for some time. And it's getting out, you know, getting out of their grip, and and now it's essentially out of, the, you know, out of their grip completely. Where now it slipped away, and you know, you're playing the last eleven games, uh, you know, with that foggy attitude towards the game, but. That being said, it's an opportunity to kind of create your culture and your identity for next year. Obviously, there's gonna be some some moves. There's no question, but everyone's playing for their livelihoods here and their career and their their longevity. So, I mean, you'd like to see some, you know, these guys you know, really showing their pride. You know, these guys are proud guys. No one likes yeah. to lose. No one likes to lose. 
you know, some, the way they've dropped some of these games, but you know, that this, the, the effort is there. It's just, you know, that, that cohesiveness as a team, whatever, whatever the formula is, that's, it's, it's, it's lacking, but um, nonetheless, I mean, they, they got some good pieces moving forward. It's just how they're going to finish, you know, it's like, how are you yeah. going to respond these next 11 games um, and, and, you know, sh- show a little fight. So uh, we will see. It's kind of like every time we do this talk, we have hope. And then there's kind of like, you know, just like just more and more bumps in the road. And we come back yeah. to the table and we talk about those. So, well, who knows? We'll, yeah. we'll, we'll see. You know, but uh, time is ticking. Like you said, it's you, you know better than me on the player side of it, but on my side of it, it's just you know you feel you're feeling for the guys. You, you're still doing all your work for the guys, and and you know you just try to keep a happy atmosphere. I mean, as happy as you can be, you're a positive, I should say. Um, and you know, like you said, just try to finish these last eleven to twelve, whatever's left, uh, hard and build. Build. I mean, yeah. and and you're not. I know it's a long shot. You're not out of it mathematically yet. So yeah, you string you 11 wins together. You you yeah, I mean, you never know, man. You never crazy, know. Yeah. Crazier, crazier shit's happened. We've but, seen um, it before. Yeah, We've seen exactly. Stuff like that before. Who knows? But so, so you got to be consistent to do that. And it, I think the, their, their whole season has been about inconsistency. So who knows? We'll see. Uh, yeah. There, there, there was some positive, positive stuff going around the league though. Uh, yep. you, know, you said like Patrick Marlowe playing his. God. What, 1730 whatever no, 69 or something. yeah yeah crazy and, crazy you know, um, surpassing Gordy Howe which is an amazing feat but uh you know beyond that is just like what I hear about this guy is nothing but positive you know this yeah. guy is like a class act and you know I saw that interview of him talking to who, whatever reporter you know about the, the, this this moment and he's just like so emotional as he should be yeah you know, talked about how much he just, lo- you know, he just love, love the game and just like, you know, just live the game. So the only way you can do that is to, to, to approach the game like that. So pretty, pretty cool thing to see. Yeah. It was watching him, you know, post game and you just, you're trying to, you're fighting back tears a little bit. Cause this man is, I mean, how do you play that long in the league? It, it's, it's like, yeah. you know, even when, you know, like we were talking to Schultz yesterday, a thousand games. It's amazing. Yeah. I know. Like, but God, oh my, he's almost at 2,000 games played. It's crazy. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah it's, yeah, it's crazy. And the only way to evolve with the game, the way the game has gone, you know, being from that old school era and then evolving with this new new game is being able to skate, being able to and keep up. I mean, that's, that's why he, most guys drop off and he can skate, yeah. I mean, obviously his point production has dropped, is playing less of a role, but the fact that you can keep up yeah. with these young guys at this and this new game is uh, is pretty amazing. So props to him. I mean, even yeah. Milan Lucic play, again plays a thousand. Yeah, games. yeah, yeah big a thousand sounds like a lot of games, and it is. It they is about, you know, almost eight eight hundred games more. Yeah, is, uh, is incredible. So um, props to those guys. That's a that's an amazing career. And Luch Luch played has played his thousandth, and uh, he said he 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 has some you know he's tilling it up. It's it's a lot of games, some hard miles man. There, yeah. Some, yeah, man, you got to. Give guys like that credit. He's been in the league a long time, stayed in the league, you know, and he's had good years too. It's not like he oh, yeah. can't score, go to the net. He's a big man, yeah. obviously, obviously. And he's still chucking the knucks a little bit uh, when he has to. I, I guess Daryl got in there. And, <laughs> he was doing it anyway, but yeah, Daryl probably spiced him up a little bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he's stirring the pot. What'd he say? He said, he, I heard he said something about yeah. you, Luke. <laughs> what? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But exactly. It would be funny. All right, Riggs, let's get into our interview with Nick Schultz, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. 
Masvidal and Usman put on a show the last time they stepped into the octagon. Round two is sure to pack a punch, just like you used to do it, Riggs. I'm telling you what. DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of UFC, is putting you in the center of this weekend's title fight with 26 to 1 odds on either title contender to reign victorious. Pick either main event fighter to win. During this weekend's UFC 261 title fight and DraftKings Sportsbook will give you the 26 to 1 odds. Just bet $5 on either fighter to win. And if they walk out with a belt, you will cash 130 buckaroos, baby. Cash money. Cash money. There's no better way to put your MMA knowledge to the test than to put your money where your mouth is with DraftKings Sportsbook. Don't worry if MMA isn't for you. DraftKings Sportsbook offers great odds and promotions on basketball, hockey, and so much more. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code KNUCKLES when you sign up to turn $5 into $130 if the title contender of your choice wins. Place your bet and watch the fist fly this weekend. That's code Knuckles to turn $5 into $130 if the fighter of your choosing takes home the crown for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Pennsylvania only, new customers only. Restrictions apply in partnership with Meadows Racetrack and Casino. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Nasty, let's go. Welcome back to another episode of Nasty Knuckles. I'm Riley Cote. I'm Derek Settlemeyer, and this week we have an awesome guest, our good buddy, played over a thousand games in NHL, Mr. Nick Schultz. What's up, Schultzy? How you doing, fellas? Thanks for having me on. Looking forward to it. Yeah, thanks for coming yeah, on. You're a busy you man. Tough man to get a hold of. He's <laughs> trying for yeah. weeks and weeks and weeks. Oh, come on. I always get back to you guys. So, <laughs> no, uh, you know, yeah, busy times, so, though, so it's good. You've been one of the easier guys to, to nail down, so we appreciate it. <laughs> it's not always that easy. No, excited. Like I said, excited to be on, so. Yeah, man. So uh, good to see you. It's been a while. Uh, you and I go uh, pretty far pretty far back, and we'll get into all that, but just, uh, you know, kind of starting in the present moment, what you're up to. I know you're, you're working for the Philadelphia Flyers right now as a player development coach. You want to talk about uh, what you got going on and how long you've been doing that? Uh, yeah, it's been, it's been fun. So I've done it the last couple of years. I think it's my fourth year not playing now the first couple of years. I didn't do, didn't do much. I've been coaching my son's hockey team, which has been fun. So he's, uh, uh turning 14 now. So he'll be going second year. Bantam next 14? year. So that, wow. Yeah. He's going to be 14 coming in October. So that's oh, been, that's been fun. Man. I know everyone talks about when they're done playing and kind of the transition and stuff, but it's been, I've been fortunate with three, three kids and family and stuff to be busy with, uh, with that. But like you mentioned, player development the last couple of years. So it's been, a little bit interrupted with the with the COVID situation last year, halfway through, and then this season's been a little bit, a little bit strange. But the Phantoms are up and running, obviously, and, and getting a chance to to play some games. They had a little bit of a shutdown the last little while here, but they'll get back this week again. So, uh, for the most part, just traveling to to Lehigh and working with the guys there, and get a chance to go on the ice there and, and helping with lots of good young prospects they have coming up uh, in the pipeline there, and. Some of the kids that are playing college hockey or Canadian juniors, whatever it is, whoever they've kind of drafted and it's and that's coming up, we kind of keep our eyes on and make sure they're 
they're doing the right things and we can be a little more hands-on in, in Lehigh, which is, which is nice and enjoyable to be out there with those, with those guys and try to build a relationship with them and, and help them, uh, you know, ultimately one day become a flyer and then help the flyers, uh, you know, in the long run. So. Yeah, that's awesome. awesome. Yeah, man. I mean, it's, it seems like a fitting job for you since you, like Nassie you said, you play over a thousand games, but you know, the one thing I, I think about when I think about you is just like, you know, you just always being a pro, just a pro pro guy, uh, you know, you understood the game. You're a student of the game. You know, you don't play a thousand games by accident. And um, so, you know, and you kind of were on that verge of not calling you an old fart, but like, you know, you, you know, on the kind of that verge of you seen kind of that old school yeah. transition into this new school. For sure. Uh, type yeah. Of game. For sure. I was kind of right on, like you said, right on the cusp of that, where when I came in, that's kind of was the mentality and how it was kind of into this transition of kind of the new age player and, and things. So you kind of had a little mix of, of both of that. But like you said, most of the guys that are doing player development now are guys that have played the game and kind of been through it coming up through the ranks from, from junior and if it's minor leagues or, or playing professional hockey. So it's kind of, kind of nice to, to pass on and help these young guys coming up. And it is a big jump. If they come from junior or college, it's a, it's a big adjustment. And these guys are, are moving away and coming to Allentown or, or into Philly. And it's a, it's a big jump and it's, it's tough to, to make it and stick around. So it's kind of nice to, to be here and help out in, in situations like that, where you can watch these kids and really help with their game and make sure they're, they're doing the right things. Like you said, to become a pro and, and make sure you're taking your care of yourself away from the rink, you know, uh, nutrition, sleeping, all this stuff is, is important. And then when you get to the rank that you're doing the, doing the right things and these guys are, are committed. And like I said, it's our job, all these teams, these good teams now develop their, their young players and really have to be able to, you know, have these guys step in the lineup. You see Wade Allison and Lashinsky come up recently and get a chance. They were playing great down in the American league and it's, we got some good young prospects, the flyers coming. So hopefully we get a, get a few more up there and, and helping the, the big boys out and then the team up top. So Schultze, um, I had a question for you. Like, like we were saying, you're you're not old, obviously, but like you did kind of come in at that time where the game was changing, and uh, but you still saw some of the old school as well. Like, sure. uh, just looking at some of the teams you played on and the players you had, I know it, it was still. I mean, even when you were playing, it was it was a little different uh, than it is now. But this year, we've talked a lot about. Um, not just the fighting, but like the physical play, maybe because teams are playing each other two to three times in a sure. row and stuff like that. But what I wanted to ask you was, so you're, you're, you would be, to me, would be a great coach, uh, a great, you're a great person to be teaching these kids because like Riley said, you, you don't play a thousand games or more. Plus you played more than a thousand, but if you don't have dedication, leadership, work ethic, all that stuff, which you always had, uh, I, you know, I was with you for three years, but, uh, I think it's important for a guy like you to be doing that stuff because I know it's not ever going to go back to old school. And I'm not just talking about fighting. I'm just talking about everything, the way you play. And, and, and like you're saying, do you think that's important having a guy like yourself there, you know, instead of maybe, you know, a younger guy that didn't go through that stuff? Yeah, for sure. And like I said, I think that's most of the guys that are, are filling or teams are looking for in a player development role. So like you said, somebody that's been through it and kind of knows, what it takes and maybe not necessarily like you said a, a superstar player for myself I had to really like you said be dedicated be committed and work at everything I did because it did nothing really came came easy right so you always kind of had to work at it and like you said had to be a pro and, and do the right things and the little details in the in the game that you had that you have to continually work at so some of these kids that come in that have that skill and have that ability they have to find this this other 
that's not going to get you by, right? You have to have those, those little details in your game. You got to put in the work. There's lots of good players and guys up and coming. So to kind of have that, have that mentality and that mindset. And I think the kids really respond to that. If, if we're down there and talking to them and stuff, they, they really respect you. And it's, it's different because you're not a coach. I don't have to yell and scream at these kids. They got right. the coaches yeah. there and, and right. we can kind of be there. We can be there and we can still be hard on them and, and be honest with them and, and let them know where they're at. Right. Like if you want to make yeah. that next step and you want to get there, this needs to get better. And you need to really focus on this. If you want to make that jump, you made the jump from junior college to the pros. But now if you want to make that next step and, and every, every kid does to play in the national hockey league, there's, you know, that's what we're there for to help these guys and make them realize the little things that they have to do in their game. And it might be something small, it might be something, you know, really glaring that they have to have to change or get better at, but it is, I think they do respond to that. And it's, it's nice to be in that, in that situation where we're not working on systems and things like that, that the coaches right. have to do. We can yeah. really focus on each individual player and, and helping them with their games is, is really, is really fun as an ex player to be able to, to do that and watch, watch Wade Allison, and watch some of these guys come up and see the impact they can have at the next level. It's, it's fun. And that's rewarding you know, as in this role is to really, we want to push these guys and make sure they're coming up and, and helping the flyers someday. So. Yeah. I, I think one of the key things you said there is being honest with them and being able to be, because a lot of times these days, the way everyday life is like kids are pampered for a sure. little more. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, I've even seen, I, 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 you know, about two years ago when I was still with the flyers, I remember uh, one of the coaches lap, it was lappy. Um, just address the situation with a player on the bench. Yeah. And it was just, hey, like, you got to, you know, and he was upset, like, visibly, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, like, and, for sure. and, 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 you know, like, like you said, you got these kids coming. Maybe these kids have been like, you know, you're, you guys know, you're probably the best player when you're growing yeah, up in your most area. Have been, most, sure. And you're, you're told this, you're told this. It's, I think it's different now. I think back in the day when you guys were probably coming up, it was like, I know it was, probably harder because with me growing up, I remember, you know, I never played hockey, but playing basketball and, and, and soccer and that you got your ass reamed out nowadays. Mm -hmm. You, yeah. you, you gotta watch everything you say. I mean, just, so I think it's good that, like you said, you can be uh, honest with them. It's especially if they're accepting of it and they want to get better. They will be for right? sure. like, for sure. And you, like you said, you can go off your past experiences. I know as a young player coming up, I had Jacques Lemaire, who was a great coach, but he was, he was always very hard on the young guys. And I think it's, he didn't do it in a, in an awful way or anything like that, but he was hard on you. He made you earn, earn your, your time there. And it was, you know, so it was all those experiences that I have, or if a kid goes through it, you're like, we've been through that. I've been through that. And that's normal. And if the coach is being hard on you, you have to respond, right? Like right. you can't curl up. Yeah. In, and like you said, it's people have that every kid's different, how they respond to criticism, but you have to do it in the, in the right way. And, and really, push them and know that if they want to get better and want to get to that next, next step, they got to, they got to put in the work and they got to know that everyone's, you know, trying to push the right buttons to, to get them going and get them that next step. So. Yeah. Yeah. I said one more question before we move, move on out of the player development stuff here. Um, you know, you, I know you took care of yourself off the ice and, you know, again, just like having that longevity, which is obviously part of your teachings, but uh, you're working with defensemen, I'm sure primarily, um, and you know, the game has changed obviously throughout the last five, 10 years and you know, activating the, the defensemen and, you know, the getting the, the, the D more offensively involved and all that stuff. Like, you know, so now you draft these players, like what is, I mean, there's obviously weaknesses that you see that you have to be addressed and improved on, but is there like, 
you know, the, is there like a, a, a one or two things that like, this is kind of like the future of the game. And this is the things that we kind of like as a philosophy of an organization that you're like, you're really priming with these young defensemen. Well, yeah, like you said, a lot of these kids now, the skill level is, is crazy, right? And all these kids have skating coaches, skills coaches, and they're putting in all this work and they generally have that, that aspect to their game. They still need to refine it and still need to, to get better at it. But we talk about it all the time with the young guys down there as a defenseman, you need to learn how to defend and defend the right way, right. With a good stick and, and positioning and finish and play the game the right way and ultimately be hard to play against. And, and I think what some of these guys lose is the flyers mentality has always been hard to play against. And you come into right. Philly, you should be like, well, it's going to be a tough game. And these guys are hard to play against every single night. You don't have to be the biggest guy, but you got to be involved in the fight. You got to play hard. You got to stand in there in front of the net, regardless if you're 5'10 or you're 6'4. And you, you got to establish that. And I think even if you're not a, we have Mason Millman, a young guy in the minors that should have been back in, in uh, the OHL this year. And he plays that way. He's not a big guy. He hasn't fully developed yet, but he goes in the corner and he tries to finish on, on every. He's got a good stick. He's on the body. A guy comes to the front of the net. He's giving him a cross check. He's whacking him. Guys know he's there. And I think that mentality has to, has to change. You can still be skilled and, and have the puck and make plays. You need that. But I think that aspect of the game has kind of gone away from the new new age player a little bit, right? Just that kind of yeah. that nast that nastiness and just that that toughness to and you it's not talking about fighting. Like you said, the fighting is part of the game and but you got to stand in there and show the willingness to to play that way and, and be hard to play against. And I think you see that a little bit right now with the with the Flyers and, and some of their struggles a little bit too. It goes right from from there all the way all the way down, right? You got to kind of have that, have that mentality, that pack mentality that we're, we're flyers and we're going to play that way and, and play Defend hard. And, first and, almost mentality. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You got to, it's great when you have the puck, you got to be able to make plays, but how are we going to get the puck back? Yeah, how are we going to play yeah. without the puck and are we going to do it the right way? And are we going to play hard? Are we going to be strong in our, in our structure and stuff? So we really try to work with the kids there. Obviously all the skill stuff is, is there and we want them when they get pucks, handling pucks and making plays. But without the puck, what are the details in the in the game that way with the with the young defenseman? Because you look at the next level, you really have to be able to to defend and, and play both sides of the puck. So right, and I guess not a whole lot's changed since like you know since you were drafted. Because I'm thinking about your career, and, and you made the Minnesota Wild as a 19 year old, but primarily because you bought into that, right? Yeah, Jacques Lemaire as a coach, and, and, you, and you know you put up uh, you know say pretty good numbers in juniors, but you knew you weren't going to be an offensive guy full time in the NHL. That you you have to defend first, and then you know you make your your, your five foot ten foot plays and you know, you're, you're hard to play against. Exactly. It hasn't changed a whole lot. Now the skill level, the defenseman has probably evolved tenfold where they you almost have yeah. to like reel them in because they're so aggressively up, you know, up ice and involved in the play. For sure. I think yeah. that's the hardest part for kids making this, the jump. Like you said, in junior year, a lot of the guys are their top, top players and they're putting up points and stuff. And when you get to the NHL, you really have to find that mold, what you're, what type of player you're going to be. And like you mentioned, I had Jacques in Minnesota and we had, we're an expansion team. Expansion rules aren't, aren't what they are now where you get a ton of good players. We had yeah. the bottom of the barrel from, from each team, right? So we really had to play a certain way to even be competitive. And he wanted the D to play super simple. And he kind of took a lot of the, the skill work out of the game for us, which is unfortunate to, to some degree. But I, like you said, I still learned how I had to play to, to be in the NHL. And it really, really helped me the little details of the game, defending the right way, you know, making good decisions with the puck, but, but really playing my play away from the, you know, when you didn't have the puck and stuff. And I think that's, that's big. And with any team, right. If, if a kid's got a ton of skill, he still has to be able to play without the puck and, and make sure he's winning those battles and competing hard and, and doing the right thing. So. 
Yeah, well, it makes it, it makes a ton of sense. So, you know, well, good, uh, good luck the rest of the way with that. I know it's a, uh, you know, it, it's a grind, especially when things aren't necessarily going the right way as a team. But I mean, there's always, uh, you know, a ton of work to do, especially with the, you know, the guys in Lehigh, and um, it's a process, right? As you know, you know, yeah, these guys don't yeah, realize yeah, how you much were, the process for sure. Is. Yeah, yeah, you you helped their rouse and stuff with the coach in there and stuff. So it's fun. I mean, they got a great young group there. They got a lot. The Flyers have lots of good young prospects. There's tons of prospects playing down there. Lots of first year pros that are that are down there. Three kids that would have been back in the Ontario Hockey League if it was if it was going. So having those kids there playing and getting this experience around some some older professional pros and and seeing what it what it takes to play and the jump from junior to the American League. And I don't think kids realize how good the American Hockey League is right until yeah. they until they get there. It's a, it's a good league and there's it's good young players. For most of them. Exactly. They think, Oh, I'm in the minors. It's, it's no good. Yeah. Right. But it's a, it it's a great, so negative. yeah, exactly. Oh, I got sent down. I'm playing the minors, but it is really a, a development league and a, and a stepping stone for these guys. And they got some, some good young prospects and it's, it's fun. They got, they got a good group down there. They're playing, playing hard. It was a little frustrating having a shutdown for them. Now these, all these teams and these kids, uh, these guys, I don't know how they're, yeah. how they do it. They just got to, stay inside for 10 days and they expect them to come back and they have a couple days of practice. Now <laughs> yeah. they're going to play four and four and six nights. And then you wonder why they're not playing well. So, I mean, it's, yeah. or if things don't go well for a guy, right. So a lot of things factor in that. I think with some of these situations, you gotta, you gotta really dig a little bit deeper. So. Yeah. You see, I guess you'll see a lot of mental resilience or, or a lack sure. of, I guess. Right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> see who's mentally evolved. Cool. Yeah, yeah. It's like, it's like you said, I mean, each, each kid's going to be different, you know, how they handle for sure. it. You, you oh, got yeah. some that, can handle it some that probably can't handle it as well you know yeah <clears throat> i guess you see who the who the true pros are battling through exactly. adversity right? yeah <laughs> it's, a test. it's a test so backing up a little bit into you know wrapping up with the flyers you played three years in the with the flyers uh, after a short stint in columbus which i I don't. I didn't even realize you played nine games in Columbus, but I actually uh, didn't either. I should have yeah, done that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, a cup of coffee. Yeah, funny story. Well, talking about us, Riley, like you said, small world playing in junior hockey together. I know you said you're working back, but like me, you and and Scotty Hartnell coming in there as young guys, and now we're all in the in the Philly area. So that when you talk about Columbus, I was traded to Columbus. My contract was done in Edmonton. I traded at the deadline, and then that summer's when the Flyers traded traded Hartsey to to Columbus and then I signed in Philly so we kind of right. over, we missed <laughs> yeah. each other kind of there and and flip-flopped uh teams or whatever so it was uh, a little disappointing but it was nice to play with them at the NHL level but like you said we were it's kind of a small world we're all in the in the same or back in the same area here and ties to the Flyers and stuff from playing junior hockey together so it's a small world and it's nice to nice to be around familiar faces so yeah no I kidding Schultz, yeah. I, I got to ask you, I know, like you said, I know you played with those two. What, what was Rig Aurelia like there? Well, you talk about, you talk about, talk about having skill and stuff. I mean, he had great skill and same with, with Hartsey. I mean, obviously Hartsey put up good numbers in the NHL and was a, was a great all around player, but Cote and I mean, in junior was a, was a skilled player and played hard. We had Kevin McCollin as our coach there junior old tough guy from the Oilers and he really I think like oh, turned yeah. a lot of guys right like he, he really demanded you to play hard and he wanted the fighting and he wanted the toughness that was the way he played and the way the way he was right and he had us as young kids just scared the crap out of us we were so <laughs> yeah, so nervous going into that I mean, I oh my god walk walking we had to walk through the coach's office in from school and stuff oh, you skip man. school or something happened I mean we were terrified so oh, but wow. he was uh he was, I mean, he demanded a lot from the guys, but we, like you said, we, he played and we respected him and, and we worked hard and I think really helped a lot of like me, Scotty and 
riles with our careers and, and learning as a, as a young player in, in junior hockey as a 16, 17, 18 year old kid, you know what it, what it took, but yeah, he would, we would stop the bus on the side of the road and have, we would have sub, we would have subs. He would be <laughs> having smokes outside. He was he, the eating the cigarettes. Cold. Remember that? Oh my gosh. Yeah. He was nuts. So <laughs> it was, was crazy. Nuts. We didn't. Yeah. But so oh, no, but man. he was, like I said, we were all three 16 year olds there playing, playing junior hockey coming from, me and well, Scotty Lloyd Minster on the Alberta side, coats from Manitoba, and myself from Saskatchewan, kind of all young guys coming in there and stuff. So it was we had a lot of fun and it was it was good. I would say Hartsey awesome. was probably the cockiest junior guy there. They would <laughs> they would tape his clothes in a in a ball after every practice. No way. They, would, oh, yeah. they would tuck it away somewhere because he was chirping <laughs> off to the older guys. And oh, me yeah. and Riley would just me and Cote would just keep our mouth shut and go about. Yeah. And, do our business and there's scotty beacon off he loved it i think artsy loved it he did it he knew he he knew he was gonna get it and then he for sure loved it yeah yeah it was funny so no yeah yeah it was a good time no for sure yeah, yeah. Was Kevin McClellan was, uh, you know, I say he's still got like, his, my confidence in his back pocket somewhat. He like, <laughs> he, like ter- he like terrified me, this guy. Like, oh, he, yeah. He's probably yeah. like, you say, the primary reason or at least planted the seed for me to actually like take on the role of, of, of say, you know, the, the tough guy, the enforcer. For and sure. it's like almost to a yeah. fault because I'm thinking of like, you know, a big Mac. Like this guy's got like four Stanley Cup rings, like one of the toughest dudes. Yeah. And, like the way yeah. he like treated, you know, the, the locker room sometimes. I was like, this guy's sure. an animal. But well, that's uh, he, what I mean. He was we the had reason those guys. That I kind of we evolved had, yeah. into that for, for sure. I yeah. To a fault, yeah. you know. And like you it. said, we had we had Friggy there. We had yeah. we had oh, yeah, McIntyre. Right. We had uh, <laughs> yeah. McIntyre too. Oh yeah, yeah. Stevie oh, Mac. Oh my gosh, that was our our first year. Our first year in junior hockey, they still had the full ice warm up. So yeah. the 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 visiting <laughs> team would go on first because there were so many brawls the year before <laughs> yeah, fights right. and stuff. They had this. Before. So you would come on and have a full ice warm up, the full ice horseshoe. Oh yeah, two on warm up as one team. You would go off and have like an hour break. <laughs> yeah. The other team would warm up, and then you'd have to come out and start the game because it was like you, the wild wild west. We were kind of at the tail end of that. Yeah, it was. That was there. last year, I think. Right? They did that. exactly, and then it <laughs> kind of went back to more. <laughs> Just the two teams on the ice, but it was crazy. Schultze, Schultze, could you imagine just jumping forward to uh, Jakey Voracek? Could you imagine yeah. if he had to go out and warm up and sit for 45 minutes and then oh try to gosh, go play? Yeah. What, the, <laughs> what the fuck is going on here? Yeah, this is yeah. a joke. It was this awful. is a joke. Yeah, it was. He awful. probably he probably wouldn't even go warm up, Jakey. No, it, would, it, would, it, it, would, it didn't make any sense. It didn't make <laughs> any <laughs> sense. Like it was, I mean, like, really it was ridiculous. For, yeah. yeah, for anyone, it probably no. didn't. But Jakey yeah. would be a guy that. Oh, you know, for sure. Yeah, we get around. Well, no, because we get sure. around about him. You know, I said, I said to Jakey all the time. I'm like, why don't you just stretch? You know, like at night a little bit, start stretching. Yeah, yeah, you know, and yeah, and you'll yeah. get more limber because you know Jakey barely touches toes and. He's like, yeah. I'll get hurt if I fucking do that. I'm not, I can't do that. I oh, like yeah. my muscles tight, you know. He like, likes, yeah, he likes being tight. He thinks yeah. he's more explosive and has a little more, little more jump, right? So tough, tough to argue yeah. with a guy when he no, gets No, for going. sure. I mean, exactly. So, yeah. And the one year I was there with him, I mean, I think he was like, whatever he was in league scoring that year, he was one of the top, top guys, right? So yeah, yeah. Yeah, he That's has right. that has that ability he's still putting up numbers so it's uh you know he's fun to fun to watch we we were kind of talking <clears throat> a little bit about the flyers a, few, a couple of weeks ago and and with jakey um he's always said and, and i mean you played with jake but he's one of those guys that needs more minutes to get For his sure. game going and to you know people are like well he's not scoring well if you look oh, well he only played 14 minutes 13 minutes yeah like, yeah 
and he makes eight million bucks. Like he's probably, yeah, should be, yeah. you know, but I know sometimes it just works out that way, but Jake's one of those guys that if he's playing and he gets into the game, he gets going, he's pretty tough to yeah, stop, sure. you know, he's just a big, sure. strong man. Yeah. I've played with lots of, I mean, I had Sean Horkoff in, in Edmonton where some of these people are hard on guys that, that are making this, this money, but to me, Jake earned it, right. He, he, right. he earned yeah. his contract that he got. A lot of these for young sure. guys are playing a couple of years. They're not even out of their entry level deal. And you're giving them term, you know what I mean? With the, with the way that the landscape is now, when we first came in, you had to play, you couldn't, we're a free agent until you were 30 and you really had to earn your money. Now the kind of landscape is, has changed. So, and I know people are hard on these guys when they, they see what money they're making, but they've done it for, for a long time. And essentially in my mind, they've kind of, they've earned that, earned that money. They put up, they put up the numbers, they put in the, the work and stuff. And obviously everyone at the end of their career is going to have a little bit of a, a drop off or whatever it, it happens. Right. But I still think right. I look at the, the flyers, their top scores, those guys, they're up there every, every year. And like you yep. said, the last few games when they've had G and, and Coots and Jake together, I mean, and those guys are playing lots, you see, they're going, they're creating they're and, they're, going, yeah. and they still, you know, are creating a lot of offense and, and playing hard. So it's, you know, I think those guys bring, bring a lot to that team. So. One of my favorite things that got, you know, and you know, the, the armchair quarterback, armchair GM, yeah, whatever you want to call yeah, it. Like yeah. uh, in my men's league, the guys will be like, well, he makes too much money. I'm like, well, would you have said no? Yeah. If your boss yeah. offers you a, a raise tomorrow, yeah, right. you're going to sure. say no. And, yeah, at that, and at that time, I mean, you can look back and you can say whoever signed, if it was Hex, you signed him or whoever it was at that time, he was one of the, he was one of the top, he was exactly. the top guys. And he it's like, sure was, you have yeah. to build your team. And he's to me, in my mind, he's not, an old guy now it's not like he's 37 38 right now you know what i mean he's got a lot of good hockey left in him and these guys now as soon as you hit 30 they think like you're you're done right so it's it's crazy how the how the mindsets change so it's a little different different mentality but i mean these guys can still still play and and put up the numbers so yeah i i agree i mean he's and again this year i know it's a short year but um no one's really lighting it up too much, yeah. but he's him and Reamer. I think the top two scores on the team, you know, Jake's sure. still at this point. And, uh, but uh, speaking of longevity real quick, just wanted to, what do you guys think about uh, Marlowe here tonight, breaking Gordy? Oh, Howe? there's man. no way anyone ever thought oh, this would happen. I mean, no that, it's insane, isn't it? Yeah, it's great. It's, it's great. It's really remarkable for, for someone in this, like, generation to to play that and the amount that he's he's played and taking care of himself and is still like effective right so i haven't he watched the time this year as he can yeah. like you said skating is a, is a big part of it but i think he's probably anything i've heard just a an incredible guy incredible teammate yeah. and like you said the ability he's had obviously to continue to play but like you said the skating is a big factor why i think a lot of guys that drops off but he can still still keep up and still has that pace to his game so it's yeah pretty remarkable to to watch someone and like you said probably nobody thought that would ever ever right. happen right so you, it's incredible it's a lot you, of games you you played 1069 which is is, yeah. incre- is incredible imagine throwing another 700 in there yeah, whatever I it's, exactly it's, it's, yeah, right. but i mean it's it's I, it, I can't imagine his body like the fact that what he's put his body through and, and i don't even know how many play like san jose was in the playoffs he's probably yeah had how true many yeah right couple yeah. hundred playoff games i mean he's had a lot of playoff yeah. success that, that's he hasn't true, won, yeah. but, so i mean he's played a played a lot so it's yeah pretty pretty wow. impressive so crazy uh, so, building off, I was going to say, just building off that, I mean, I, I don't know, you probably don't know what like his off ice protocols are, but you know, like I think your first five or six years in Minnesota, you, you dressed almost every game, uh, you know, being a durable guy. I mean, 
um, you know, the, the key to longevity in this league or any, any, you know, professional league is, is to stay injury free as much as possible. I mean, was there anything specific that you were doing? Um, I know you always took care of yourself, but anything like absolutely specific, I know you, <laughs> we'll talk about Jimmy Dow, but you know, some of these older guys yeah. that they kind of figured out some, you know, just different ways to be mindful of their body to kind of like almost like less is more as they age and, and being able to recover quicker. Yeah, exactly. Like you said, you see some of these guys and you mentioned Jimmy Dowd, who I came in with when I was a rookie in Minnesota. And you really try to watch these older players and the amount of time they put in. And they have to, like you mentioned, with their body, when they get older, you have to do a lot more. But as a young guy, if you can incorporate that sooner and make sure you're you're doing the stretching, you're doing the right stuff, you know, going on to the ice after practice, after games and really taking care of yourself is, is definitely very, very helpful. But I think most of it is, you know, just being lucky too. And a little bit fortunate that you see someone like Sam, like Sam Moran with like the knee injuries and stuff, some of that right. stuff you can't, you is, you know what I mean? That's nothing that he did wrong. It's just, he had a bad, bad luck and, and a couple hits or whatever it may yeah. be that happened. It's just like, so a lot of that is you have to be fortunate. You kind of can avoid those, those major injuries and, and things that those guys go through. You look at Wade Alice and now he's had, a couple injuries as a young guy coming up, you yeah. have to battle through. So it's just some of these guys, you just get, you got to battle through injuries. And I was fortunate that I didn't have like a, a major injury with a knee or a shoulder that a lot of guys get. And you just, it's a freak or just part of playing the game. Right. So, yeah. but like you said, a lot of the other stuff with hips and growings and, and different things like that, I think you can really strengthen that and make sure you're taking care of your body and doing the right things, you know, off the ice and, and uh and in the off season really you know putting in the work and, and training properly making sure you're you're prepared for the season so yeah no doubt well schultzy you i mean you're you're a you're fit even now like very fit guy and uh you're always really fit when you played especially when you're here but i, I have to say riles weighed about 225 when he was uh playing he weighs he, he weighs he weighs like 160 now he eats he's like the high cheek one oh i know yeah exactly he eats lettuce so healthy like now oh, exactly. he, he doesn't Rabbit really food. eat food yeah uh, i wouldn't call it food but yeah. um yeah. one of the things i have to say about schultz i used to laugh and i you probably remember this like once in a while we would get out the boys, everybody would get to, we'd get to go do something, N- nothing crazy. But you know, when everyone was together, Schultz, was like ripped, jacked guys got no fat on him and he's been playing so long. And every time we went and we were having beers, this guy had a big cheeseburger fries, <laughs> cheese, like cheese, and then he ended up getting something else. I'm like, Dude, he would be like, "Oh man, like one day that's all I'm doing." And yeah, you like, gotta you, treat yourself. Yeah, you gotta yeah. Treat yourself. Exactly. Say, you gotta treat yourself. Yeah. And I, just, yeah. I'm like, yeah. I really want a cheeseburger. I'm, just, yeah. I'm, the, I'm the equipment. I try not to look like a lot of guys do. You know, yeah. like try to yeah. try to keep it within reason here. Yeah, but he, yeah. Uh, I was telling Riles that I said he. Every time we got a chance, it was like Schultz is like almost like he couldn't get it at home. I'm not saying yeah, he yeah, can't, that was his, but, yeah, exactly. but it's like that was escape. Schultz, Schultz, sure. Riles, Riles brings the girls, his his daughters over once in a while, and, and he doesn't like giving them sugar because they get wild because he doesn't you gotta, like yeah, sneak them some sugar. Oh, I'm oh, oh yeah, cup, you want you girls, you guys want a cupcakes? You know, it's like see, oh, yeah, they're all fired up, yeah. so they gotta drive yeah. out of home. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Try but no, but. Schultz. No, I, I miss, I mean, it was like, like you said, going on the road and having those meals and stuff. Yeah. That's, but you're playing, you said you're playing, you're burning a lot of calories. You definitely, <laughs> yeah, exactly. When you're done player, you got to play and you got to change it, change it a little bit. But yeah, so it was, you know, you're, those are, those are times you miss from playing for sure. You, well, you're a son, you, you're, you're sweat. You're one of the most 
guys. Oh my like gosh. Yeah. Top sweaters I ever had. I have a few that, you know, that are all the guys sweat, obviously, but I mean, yeah, you yeah. were, you were like one oh, of the yeah. biggest sweaters ever, man. Like just leaking, <laughs> just it's leaking so... the whole time. Yeah. Man. Oh yeah. But that's why you, I think you could eat those burgers. Cause you just, you, you were exactly it all out right. Anyway, yeah. Man. Yeah. And playing with the, the Shen brothers, they used to love getting the dessert platter oh, at the end. Oh so, I mean, God. you had to get every dessert on the menu because, their their main reasoning was because then no one knew how much they ate of the dessert. If you get a platter, <laughs> you, get you, you know, so you can pick away. So they know they get a dessert uh, platter. No man. one knows how much you ate. So it, that, that was, was all. That they, was the key. So you got to muck yeah. some dessert, Chelsea. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. What are you mucking? I've never <laughs> I've never played with anyone who was so concerned about what you're gonna have for dinner. Like yeah. before practice before practice even started at 11 a.m. They were concerned what where we're gonna go for dinner, what oh, we're gonna man. eat. So yeah. So was, fun, yeah. yeah. I don't yeah, know if you guys, guys, Schultz, you probably saw that picture. I have it somewhere of those two in there. Oh, no, for sure. Yeah. Nine and eight or nine and seven. Yeah, incredible. You, yeah. can, you can tell it's them because we know them in their face. Yeah. But Riles, <laughs> they are like Pillsbury Doughboys. I mean, they're yeah, just thick. in their hockey gear. I don't know how their helmets fit their heads. I know, incredible. Both yeah. of them. Yeah. It's a hilarious picture. We got to find yeah. that. It was pretty yeah. good. Yeah. yeah, two of the best, two of the best guys around. So yeah, for to, sure. Fun 100%. to play those guys. So yeah, 100%. I'd love to see that. I was gonna say yeah, it's a great, it's a great pick. Oh boy, it's awesome, yeah. man. Yeah, I think Braden, Braden put it out, being like, if if Luke can, if this guy can play in the NHL, anyone can. That's right. <laughs> that he did. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. That was his post. I think so. It was incredible. Yeah. Oh yeah. man. Yeah, he came guys. a long way. So for sure. And, but, and and you know what's great too? We always say Schultz when we get guys on that um, played here, or played with Riley, or whatever, and they won the cup. It was great to see both those guys get to do that. For man. sure. That was yeah. awesome, man. I just, it, it makes your day to see, you know, buddies exactly. like that, 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 deserve, sure, that deserve it, are good people, you know, and yeah, and like you said, for, for chief, for chief to be there and have, you yep. know, Braden on the team and stuff. And then, like you said, for his brother, for Luke to get it the next year is, is pretty cool, pretty special. Yeah. So like you said, it's always fun watching and when you know guys and, and guys that have put in the work and, and they get rewarded. So it's, it's yeah. pretty special. So. Yeah, no, for sure. I was going to say, um, going back to your, um, I guess it would have been your first training camp in Minnesota after you were drafted. Um, I landed up going to Minnesota while a training camp actually with you as a, as a free yeah. agent. I was talking to Nasty before we got on here. I have like a, a memory etched in my, in my mind. Um, but before I you know, essentially decided to take on the role of being a fighter and fully engaged in that and mentally prepared for that, I was going to training camp just to, well, just to participate in an NHL training camp and just yeah. skill it up. Just skill yeah, it up. Exactly. exactly. I get on Let's the floor go. check and, and get the mitts going. But I, I landed up getting a little, you know, corner skirmish. I don't know if, I'm not sure if you were on the ice or not or in that game, but uh, I landed up, uh, you know, buckets off with, um, with Garrett Burnett. And oh for the guys that don't know Garrett Burnett, I mean, he was the, the biggest, meanest, baddest looking guy you could find for floating sure. around an ice rink. But... He looked mean. Didn't he? <laughs> he looked yeah. mean and Such big. Such a nice just, guy, but. Um, you know, and I was, wasn't fully committed yet. So we were like in the, in the moment where we were like fighting for the puck and our helmets, you know, I'm like pushing and shoving. I realize it's this massive beast and I'm, you know, I, I know I'm going back to junior in you know, 48 yeah. hours and whatnot, but I was like, is this, do I, you know, is this what I have to do now? Did you, like, did you guys go then? No, did we didn't. No, I was like, no? nah, man, I'm like getting my face pounded. Yeah, right. Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. It was a one time Riley. It was a one time Riles thought better of, of dropping. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That was smart for sure. Oh my God. Yeah. Is we, that unnecessary? 
he had probably just eaten a bottle of uh, Flexol right before that happened too. Yeah, because he, exactly. he, he came uh, my uh, second year when I was with the Phantoms in the American league, we, we uh fortunate enough to win the Calder cup and uh, we signed uh, Bernie and we, you know, I had some guys That's say, right. calling me saying, Oh, wait till you get a little of this beauty. Great guy. Just he's, he's in left field though, man. No glove, yeah, you know? Yeah. And uh, he came and he was, he was awesome. And he tried to, he, he wanted to fight every game. Everybody, no, yeah. That's oh, all yeah, he, it's all he wanted to do. And I, I mean, you know, it's, it was back. What then. else there was there to do? Well, exactly. <laughs> yeah. You're talking about <laughs> 9798, but this guy's right. in there taking power bars and dipping them into legitimate into flex hall and eating. And the boys are like, <laughs> The fuck's wrong this guy's nuts like, what's yeah. wrong with him but uh i he uh he didn't he got to playing games you know like he played quite he a played few a full games. season in anaheim didn't he he did after that he yeah, did after that, yeah and you know where i think like i uh, we were just talking about bernie uh schultz i ran into him a couple years ago in vegas he's living out in vegas and um but i think he made his biggest mistake was he had that year he fought all the big boys yeah, he, well, did, yeah. he, he yeah. did well yeah. he did and then the lockout he wouldn't oh, go play. He wouldn't go. Well, they said go play in uh, Cincy, I think was their team. Okay. And um, he, he thought, well, I've been in the show a year. I don't want to go there and have to do that. Yeah. Next thing you know, it, it, that was oh, a bad decision. He, yeah. it, it was really because yeah. you know what? Yeah. They probably, if he goes and just does what he's been doing, he's probably back there. Right. Because you the boys think. seem to like him from what we heard from the guys. I knew the trainers and the equipment guys, they were like, Oh, the boys love him. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he, he fights all the time, all the big boys and stuff like that. But uh, anyway, he he was uh, a treat every day to have. Yeah, you know, it yeah. was always some, something good coming out of his, <laughs> or bad coming out of his mouth. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, he was actually fun to have around. He was a he was a good good teammate for the boys. And we had a we had a um, this thing going on with the Albany River Rats. They had a really tough team, and, and the Phantoms did as well. And it was a, almost like the same damn thing that happened with Montreal and the flyers where the, uh, they were shooting the puck in the net and the guys yeah. were waiting Well, Bernie wasn't in the lineup, but you could, you could send like 23 guys out for warm up. And then we had this other kid, Andre Payette, who was a tough guy. He just retired a couple of years ago. The guy fault till he was about 38 years old yeah. um, over in that uh, crazy league. I don't know yeah, what it's exactly, called, but yeah. yeah. But uh, Bernie and, and I'll never forget, they're like, we're going to go out there when he, it's uh, Lakovic, all these guys. Like, I think yeah. Lakovic was there. But anyway, they had a bunch of tough guys. So he's kind of hiding, waiting, and the guy comes out. Well, there's like eight of their guys. And Pie's like, I'm going to go with you, Andre Payette. So Bernie goes flying on the ice and Pie turns around, runs back to the locker room. <laughs> and Bernie's out there with eight guys and he ends up fighting. Oh, I think he fought a Skurlak. Skr- Rob Skurlak. Yeah, yeah, I think oh, it was Rob Skurlak, but it was a oh, Bernie threw the first punch and he fell, but there were no linesmen to jump in. And he got up and he, he actually pounded it. He had, he was a really good fight, but Pie leaves the poor guy. And, and then guys came out and, oh. you know, it was both teams are out there. It wasn't as crazy as the Montreal thing, but anyway, it was just, uh, you know, Bernie, he was a, he was a, he was a tree. Like you said, those tough guys back in the, like, those are some big bodies, some big <laughs> oh, heavyweights. Like, I mean, oh, they God. weren't like undersized guys. They were some big monster guys long, that could, that could arms, fight. And it was hits. scary. You'd watch, like you said, they knew they had to fight each other. And it was like, it was scary, man. Those were some, some scary that like that could throw right so it was I, yeah we, we've pretty talked, impressive it, yeah, it right. was we talked about it but like 
like even Riley, like Riley was a considered a heavyweight, but obviously an undersized heavyweight. These guys, he's For fighting sure. guys yeah. and, and did unbelievable um, yeah. fighting all those guys. But I, we, we always kid around and even chief uh, Craig Brewery was on with us. Um, and knowing chiefer song, he's like, try taking a nap in the afternoon yeah. when you, when you're playing Detroit and For sure. you, you know, you're going to fight Probert. And then you go to the box and Joey Kosher comes and hits glass, goes, I'm next. He's like, yeah. Oh my God. And Riggs here. Yeah. You we're going, it, we're, we're going into yeah. Pittsburgh and he's going to fight LaRock and he knows. It. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I, I couldn't even, I don't even know how you could do that. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't either. Yeah. It's impressive. Yeah, exactly. You guys <laughs> did that. It's, it's, it's crazy to, Crazy to do that. Like you said, going into a game, knowing you got to fight that guy, right? He's, he's trying to, he's trying to knock your head off, right? Like that's not pretty tough to put your head on the pillow knowing that that's, yeah, that's coming. Right? right. So, and you pretty much got to be perfect in the fight, right? Like you can't give up any, like, you know what I mean? They can one punch in that. Right. So it's yeah. those guys really, you know, really lay their, their selves on the line. Right. So it's, it's crazy to, to think that. So. so if score they- 50, I would have. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. Do what you got to do. You know, it's like you yeah, just exactly. got to grind it out. I guess for you know? sure. Yeah. Hey, for hey, sure. Schultz. Riley scored his one goal on Carey Price, and he buried <laughs> Did it too. Best, nice. best goal in the world, man. He snapped. That's all you he, needed. Yeah. It, unfortunately, we were down cap. four to one or five to one yeah, or something. Yeah, no made, that might have been the only goal of the game, but no, it was yeah. actually a great goal. Yeah, it sucked because he could even. I'm sure you enjoyed it inside, but like, you know, you're losing. It's just, you know, no, I lined up and try to fight Steve Beijing on the next face off. I was going <laughs> yeah. after him earlier in the game. So I was like, my job's not done yet. Yeah, not yeah. done. That's it. But That's uh, it. have you noticed, Schultz, like uh, the numbers, it's funny. And we've been trying to kind of figure it out, but it seems like, well, it is for sure. The numbers are up in the tilts. Uh, yeah this year yeah it's fun it's been it's like you said it's been fun to watch with the rivalries yeah. and having the, the games and stuff so like you said obviously it'll be nice to get you know a few more playing a few more teams or how it was where i don't think you necessarily need to play everybody home and home right but or to, right. Or to get these a little more of a baseball style right where you go in and play play two games i think is is great on a weekend limit the team's travel a little bit right, right. especially some of the western conference teams i know from playing in in edmonton and many the travels quite a bit Oh, you know, harder man. than harder than out east here for the Flyers to be able to bus and train and and have short short flights for some of these Eastern Conference teams is is nice. But still, to be able to go into a city and and stay for a few days and play back to back or have a day in between games, I think, and like you said, it adds that level of animosity with these teams, and it's it's fun to fun to watch. Right, and I think down the stretch here, when you see some of these teams fighting to get in and stuff, will be even even more so. Right, leading into the into the playoffs and hopefully it should, you know, have some good, good rounds in the playoffs too, with these teams matching up against each other and having that from the regular season. So. Yeah. I I can, I can't speak from your guy. You guys played the game. I didn't, but uh, being in the league, I know I used to love the playoffs. Obviously everyone loves the playoffs, but I mean, as far as not having to move, like, you know how it is. It's just a, it's like, it's like traveling rock show. Like, you know, we get there the day before. Yes. But it's five o'clock. You set up, come in next day and then boom, you're gone it's so nice to, to be able to not have to pack well, yeah, up and leave yeah, and sure. you can kind of set things up. It's which we did anyway. Yeah, think, of, but, think about that from a, yeah, from a trainer standpoint, you make a great yeah. point there, right? Those guys, the work you guys put in and stuff. And, and for one night, like you said, traveling in after a game, playing the next night and then out to another city or back home and you're back and forth from a practice rink. I mean, it's a lot of, 
lot of extra work that you don't necessarily have to have to do right if you can incorporate some of this moving forward would be would be good for sure yeah it it would be i think but uh like you said it it is better when they're playing more teams it kind of you know you play the penguins eight times like you know it has you know it does make like you said the animosity but maybe there's a way to do it you know the league figures out a way to do it yeah for sure I was going to ask you, Schultz, you brought up Jimmy Dowd earlier, and I, I wanted to bring up Jimmy because uh, he was my my center in my first year with the Flyers, and uh, I hit it off. Junkyard. Yeah, Junkyard dog. Junkyard I still keep dog. in contact with him. He's an awesome, yep. awesome dude, and I learned a lot from him. You know, he talk, he, we talked about a few of the things, like just like learning how to take care of yourself, and I think he broke his back or something when he was like 31 and, you know, played nine more years yeah. or something. Uh, but he's just actually such a character. We've had who shared a couple of stories, junkyard stories about how, how OCD he was with his laundry and, and whatnot. But do you have any, uh, sure. any good junkyard stories? Well, actually he was my, my, my first ever road trip was uh, with Minnesota. We went into Vancouver and he was my roommate. So we got a, we went, I went out for dinner with him to uh, Cordero. So whatever that is right on the water there by the Western Bay shore or whatever. So just me and him, tail for two, a little dinner, and I'm an 18-year-old. It was an exhibition game, so I think I was 18 only. And however, I'm not sure what Jimmy was, maybe 30 or whatever he would have been. But um, and I couldn't imagine, I couldn't believe how much he ate. Like it was incredible. And he's like, kid, if he's like, if you if you eat good food, you can eat a lot. And he just like for a thin guy, he was like just hammering back the food, right? And like you said, he took care of himself. He had the special water or whatever. He was in like some kind of water. He would. He would drink and stuff like he would never drink tap water or anything, but he was just, he was great. Like I said, as a young guy, 18, 19 year old kid and having him, Andrew Burnett, Dwayne Rolls, and some of these older guys that we had on the team that were really awesome character guys. And like you said, you talk about the experiences you have and, and working in player development. Now that's essentially what these older guys are. And even now what older guys have to be for these, these young guys, right? Really a good example. And Jimmy was was great for for that but like you said he was awesome he had his we always teased him he had the the pants hiked up and like oh said, yeah he was so <laughs> meticulous with his equipment and his old little shoulder shoulders that he had on like it yeah, was, right, little paper it was crazy and he I used heard- to wind it up in the offensive zone he would do like a couple laps hang we used to joke <laughs> see if he could get around three times in the offensive zone without, <laughs> without moving the puck like he was he was awesome so he, it's been fun actually to see because he's got both his boys are playing yeah now. yeah, he's at, yeah. At penn state the other one just got called up to the development program from yep. from the USHL team he was on. So it's it's fun to see that. And I know his his boys were obviously really young when I was there playing with them, but to see them and obviously the the work he's put in with them and, and those guys playing and stuff now too is is pretty cool. So uh, he's he's an awesome guy, man. Yeah, yeah. I, I really enjoyed him when he was here with us. He was he was fun to have around, man. He kept uh, yeah, it, yeah. he kept it light, but it also knew when to like you said, Chilty, like he was a, he was a leader. Like he had been For a sure. captain and, yeah. and uh, he, he always seemed to just say the right thing on the bench. You know, when he was with us anyway, yeah. like, For sure. Um, he was just that guy and he, you know, yeah. he kept it light, but he also was serious when it was, you know, somebody needed to kick in the, in the pants a little bit, but I've never seen a guy selly so hard. except for Ovi except for Ovi when he was younger but I remember Jimmy get his first goal as a flyer I I mean you thought he just got game seven Stanley just giving her he's he's hemmed on the fourth line with guys like me what do you expect (laughs) I'd be happy too (laughs) he was pumped 
Yeah, yeah. yeah. Matt yeah. Johnson. I mean, some of the some of the, the winger tough guys you had throughout his career. You talked about. He's For like, sure. Yeah. He's yeah. Flying by, you know, that, I don't. I don't know what year the flyby came started when you boys would go by the bench, but man. he might have started it. Maybe he, he might have maybe because he, he came it. by as fast you as gotta he look, could. We got to look back. <laughs> yeah. Figure right. out who started it. Oh, yeah. what a beauty, uh, man! Yeah, he was yeah. great. Uh, you For talk sure. about uh, like like you know these older guys in leadership roles, um, and just how you know just leaders kind of lead the way, and you know kind of like player development within the locker room. Um, you know, I look at the you know current Flyers right now. I don't know if you can you know, talk to, you know, may, maybe what you what your opinion might be, but like I just see like maybe a lack of core leadership, and I'm not singling out anybody, and just like saying like, you know look at the teams that have historically won Stanley Cups. Yeah, the Pittsburgh Penguins, Chicago Blackhawks, LA Kings, and you know, Detroit Red Wings back in the day. Like you look at the the leadership core, and it's like seven, eight, nine legitimate leader type guys on these teams. Um, you know what, what 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 are you seeing as far as that goes within you know the Flyers and then their season this year? Yeah, it's tough. Like I mean, I've not around the the team this year, like with with COVID and things like that, and the testing and stuff. So we're kind of just down in in Lehigh and stuff. But I know from my experiences, you know, playing on the Flyers and and G being the captain and stuff, he works his ass off and in practice and yeah. stuff. He's a super competitive guy and he's always working hard. And I think he's a he's a tremendous leader and he yep. he has that and he hates to lose. Like yep. he doesn't he wants to he wants to arm wrestle you. He want like anything he does or wants to do, yeah. he doesn't want to lose. Right, and he's play him in golf you do anything with him playing cards like he is yeah. so competitive and I think you need that from your your leadership group but like you said the young guys they look up to those guys and you have to have that your best players on the, your team have to be committed and have to be doing it doing it the right way and those guys Joel Farabee these young guys that are on the team they're going to look to those guys they're going to say what's G doing what's he is he in the is he in the weight room is he doing this is he taking care of himself is he first guy on the ice uh, like I mean everything is it's different this year with the, the schedule and the practice time and things like that is is a little bit different but like you mentioned that's those teams that win those those the veteran guys the leaders they have to those young guys everyone's gotta gotta lean on those guys and look at those guys to to lead the way right so I know from my experience I haven't been around the team this year you know to, to know exactly what's going on but that definitely has to come from from those guys and like you said you talk about Pittsburgh these young guys or guys that come in they look to Crosby, they look to these guys or Boston looks to Bergeron and, and these guys that have, that have been there and the leaders on, on those teams. So it's, it's the same for every, for every team. And, and the young guys have to buy in. They got to come in and have a mindset where they don't, they don't think they're better than, a, than those older guys and don't have that respect factor. Where I think some of these guys as young players come in, they, they think it's kind of, it's their team now or whatever, right? You still have to have that respect factor and it has to work you know, work on, on both sides. Right. But, uh, yeah. but you make a good point, you know, those guys have to, they have to lead, lead by example and make sure they're doing the right thing. So those young guys follow suit and it's, it's details off the ice and it's details during, during the game, right. Having, having the right habits and, and playing the right way. So. Yeah. And then but like, do you think there's enough core leadership though? Like I, I know you mentioned G and I, and I love G and I a hundred percent agree yeah. with you. Like, but you know, you look at these teams, like they have like a surrounding cast, you know, of, of say leaders. Like I look at when Carter and Richards go to yeah. LA, yeah. you know what I mean? And they're like third tier, you know, six, second, third tier guys to like the core group yeah. of leaders already. I'm uh, just looking at, you know, that leadership group. And I just like, you know, Nasty and I were talking, you know, like Niskanen's, you know, a jack of all trade, master of none type of guy. But he, I would say he's like a, a glue guy, like a leader guy. Sure. Like, like I don't know. I'm, I'm just trying to think of, of like how teams, many. Of these... A lot of these teams kind of, yeah, they look to guys who have, 
who have won, right? Niskanen, when he was in yeah. here, he had he had won. You see Braun right now, has, but he's had experience and playoff success. I think that factors in. The yeah. other night watching the broadcast when they're playing the Capitals, I think the Capitals are one of the oldest team with like 13 guys over 30, right? So they got yeah. – and they've won now, and so they, they have that different different mindset. So I think that really factors in with older guys if they've had that success and have that, have that mentality. I think Coots – is a tremendous leader, like yep. a, another guy that I yeah. played with there. Some of the other guys I can't, Jake, you know what I mean? He, he plays hard and I think he, he wears his heart on his sleeve and he's committed and he's there and, and guys got to, you know, respond to that too. You know what I mean? So some of these other young guys, Provy coming up is a, is a young guy that they look to for leadership and stuff now. And, yeah. and these guys on the, on the back end, right. So they're, they're a young team. You look, and I think their average age is around 26, right? So these guys are, are young guys. So they have to kind of, you know, assume some of that leadership role too. Right. So, and I think, you know, watching Coots, he plays the right way. He's in there. He's another great guy that you, these young guys have to have to lean on. Right. So it's, like I said, it works both ways. You need those guys doing it, but the young guys have to respond and, yeah. and, and really buy into what these guys are, are doing. And it comes down from the, from the top, from the coaches and what they're preaching and having those, the top guys do it. And the, the young guys that are coming up kind of follow, follow suit. So it's, like I said, it's, it's been a challenging year and I know everyone says that and it's, yeah. and every team's, every team's going through it, but I think ultimately the teams that have had the, had the pause and have the shutdowns, it's been even, even harder with their schedule condensed and, and no practice time to, to work yeah. on certain things. You think some of these guys like Oscar and Nolan Patrick, some of these guys that the things haven't gone their way this year, it's been challenging for these guys, but they, they've haven't had a regular training camp. They haven't had that time, the practice time. If they have something that's not going well in their game, they can't, you know, reset. They tried to do that with Carter this year, kind yeah. of a reset. We'll let them practice a little bit to try to get them because they haven't had that, you know, that availability, that time to do that. Right. I think some of these guys too, like would really benefit from that. And, and I think you'll see that. I mean, these guys are good young players that are, are going to get back on track and are going to have, have good, good yeah. careers. Right. I think you got to look, look big picture and, and realize these guys are going through a lot of, a lot of different things right now. And they got some good, good young players there that'll, that'll respond and, and be where you, you think they should be. Right. So. I, I agree with you, yep. Schultz. One of the things that bugged me <clears throat> this year about, uh, I, don't, I mean, not like with the league, but I didn't think it was fair uh, when five of your top six forwards catch COVID. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, they did miss a game, maybe two, like as far as they, they canceled the one game, I think, right? And then maybe yeah. they canceled two, but then they made the guys play where they've let these other teams take, the game's off and they were missing two guys, maybe three. You're, you're talking about five of your top six to me, not making excuses for the boys. Cause you, you yeah, got to play. Yeah. I mean, you know, but that's when everything kind of started sliding on them. Not that they were on fire, but they were, yeah, yeah. they weren't in a sure. downward. They were spiral. still, yeah, they were, they were still in the mix. Like you said, I, they weren't, maybe I, their game wasn't where it needed to be, but they were still in yeah, a playoff spot. Definitely, and, and definitely. You know what I mean? And you still had time to, to iron out the little details and kind of stay in the, in the mix. Right. And I think like right. you, maybe it had something to do with it being the outdoor game and wanting them to be a part of that. Right. Yeah. So that might've maybe yeah. factored in a little bit why they kind of made them come back sooner and play, even though they had a lot of their top guys out. But like you said, it wasn't probably like you said to a certain word fair to have yeah. them come back and, and have to do that. Like you said, but a lot of teams had to, respond but they did have a lot of their their top guys out right which which hurt yeah. for sure so we we've actually said before like so what do you do you start the playoffs in a couple in a few weeks here and i don't know one of the teams four guys get it 
Yeah. You're going to yeah. make, I mean, what, what do you do if you're the league? I mean, I, you know, you want it to be as obviously as great as possible for the playoffs because it's such a special for sure. time for everyone. Um, you know, I'm, I hope that doesn't happen. Hopefully that doesn't happen, but God, yeah. what, what a yeah. shame if it does, you know, like, yeah, hopefully right now, I know like the Phantoms players today, I think they put some out where they were able to get their vaccinations now that it's kind of opened up to, to the kind of wide spectrum where everyone over 16 has kind of, it's accessible to, to get it. So hopefully some of these, a lot of these teams are the guys have got it. Maybe you can try to, you know, that'll help hopefully to make sure that, like you said, you don't have these cases and stuff where teams have to shut down or guys have to miss miss time or whatever right like you said it's going to be a mess if something like that happens in the in the playoffs and you're trying to get series is done or one series is over and the other one yeah is shut down like i don't like you meant like i don't know how that's all gonna gonna work obviously they've kind of you know thought that through but i guess hopefully none of that will will happen but yeah you know. i hope not i hope not and, and you know what else Schultz, i want to ask you i know we're, we're we're cranking a lot of your time here but uh but speaking about Niski, like he was, he came in. I knew Niski a little bit from USA Hockey. I had yeah. a really quiet guy. He's funny. Like we've said before, like he's one of those guys you send him this long text <laughs> asking him all this stuff. And then his response is, okay. <laughs> or yes. I'm like, yeah. I asked you three questions, bro. Like, <laughs> but anyway, yeah. Niski, great guy, man. Uh, I think took everyone by surprise, obviously. Um, huge curveball maybe a knuckleball even yeah, uh, it, yeah. it was so I think big. it's hard like you that's I mean you think I think guys it's hard but like you said he was he lived actually he was just you know a block over from yep. me here in, in Hatfield mm-hmm. lived and has a young family young kids and stuff and it was hard for those guys with the shutdown they have to go back with their family and then you got to come into the bubble and then with the uncertainty this year and stuff and and having a young family and maybe not being around them so it's it's hard. I think those guys, a lot factors into to their decisions and it, it, you know, it hurt the flyers for sure. Cause he's a, was a huge part of their, their team last year. Right. So, but another breath, you kind of respect that he, you know, did it on his, his terms and stuff. Right. I think with him having one in Washington and stuff that probably yeah. factored into, obviously he left some money on the table, which is, is, is hard. Probably. I think anyone that played your career short, if you can, you try to earn as much as you, you yeah. can while you, while you can. Right. But I think it's, yeah. You know, I only heard good things about him. And I mean, heard you guys maybe heard that story when he first started in, in Dallas and he came up. I think he had a Pontiac Sunfire or something. He was driving and the boys were teasing him like Marty Turco was there and, and Zubov and these guys. They had some big money, money guys. And I think they went on a road trip and Turco took it into a body shop and had a painted <laughs> Dallas Stars, had Niskin in two on it and a big racing stripe and stuff. Yeah. So I guess he drove it around for the rest of the year. <laughs> no finally, at the end of the year, they auctioned it off. Whatever you guys have probably heard the story. Yeah, he's just just like an awesome, awesome That's guy. So cool. He, stuff he is. I've not heard that one. Yeah, he's, so yeah. he's a really good he was, guy. And he, like you said, Schultz, he was one of those guys that, like, <laughs> not the most vocal, but yeah. he seemed like like he. I was only there half the year last year with him, but man, when he spoke people like everyone listened and he was always the right time. But the main thing I wanted to ask you about that is can one guy just make that much of a difference? You know what I mean? Like, well, I think part of this thing this year is you see with, with Ivan, with Provy, right? Like he was such a good partner for, for Provy for a young guy, like his, like you said, for his calmness and like how you talked about him, that's exactly what like a, a good young player needs, right? They need to know that they have that reliable partner and they just kind of they had that chemistry the two of them together and they just played so so well together right and Provi could yeah. rely on them and, and Niski kind of had that 
experience, right. And that young, that kind of leadership and calmness to his, to his game. Right. And I think that really helped Provy and obviously he's a great Provy's there their top defenseman, right? So to have that partner, I think was, was, was perfect. Right. And it just yeah. kind of everything, everything worked. And that's been really hard for them to, to try to find that, to that same, that. that same fit. Right. So it's, and yeah. like I said, a lot of it is he had Niski had played on good teams. He had won. He had that kind of like, he knew what it, what it took. And like you said, he knew when to speak up, he knew the right things to say and at the right times. And it's, it's hard when you have guys like that and, and then have that experience and have, and have won it's tough to replace those, those guys. Right. So yeah. definitely I, I, it, it, it hurt for sure. in a lot of, a lot of different aspects, probably. Right. Like I, you said, behind the scenes that people don't know about yeah, and exactly. what people can see on the ice too. So for sure. I think, I think Niski was so, <laughs> it, it was funny, like during the games, you know, and, and thing that I think a lot of people don't know about him, he's a mean bastard. Like he, he yeah, was, yeah. he was a, he, he can he fight was, too. Yeah. He, yeah, he can fight. Too, he could, yeah. He could you fight, but you know, the stick, like, and if yeah. someone did something, he, you, you, you hear him like he's say, Hey, you know, he's talking to guys, yeah, but yeah. I think, I think he brought uh, a, a calmness also. I think he helped with Phil Myers and, and Sam, sure. the young guys, yeah. even though he wasn't playing with them, him talking, you know, and all that stuff, which, you know, you did a lot of the same too, Schultz, um, when you were with the flyers here, like yeah. helping out with these young guys. But I think, that's the big, cause I, people always ask me, you know, like, what, like I don't sure. know, I don't know, but I know yeah. what he did. And I think his calmness and like you said, is winning and just being around that. For sure. Um, just, just and like you said, so the, the, you guys, uh, like guys as a training that they see that too, that a lot of people don't, don't see, right. How the guys interact yeah. and how they are in between periods and stuff when the coaches right. aren't there, when like, there's a lot of things that, that go on that a lot of people don't don't see so you would have that's seen right. a lot of that stuff yeah. firsthand right so it's like yeah. and that that is big and like you said it's not just his partner with Provi, but those other guys probably really relied on him and he was probably there like you said just to to calm those guys and and be there for him kind of as a as a mentor right which as right. a young player you know from coming in or when you get older that those guys are, are huge in those roles right so yeah and then Schultz so like you know Niski doesn't come back and it creates a you know a, a space on defense and I think somewhere along the summertime, um, the Flyers, I think L.A. Vigneault called Sam Moran in the office and basically told him you're going to training camp as a forward, um, which I, I don't know if it worked out or, or, or not. I mean, it didn't work out in the sense that he didn't stick around there. I'm not sure if it was a, you know, a great experiment or not, but he landed up back on defense uh, back in Lehigh. And apparently from what I understood, you know, it was looking really good. And, you know, and then he gets kind of get called, you know, the call up and, you know, it kind of earns his spot back, you know, and this guy's had like, I mean, you could talk to it because you've been working with him for a couple of years. And actually back when I was coaching the Phantoms, I worked with him for, yeah. for several years. And you talk about a guy that just, you just root for because of his energy and his, you know, his commitment to the game and just had some bad bounces. But can you, you know, talk to, Maybe that's, you know, the, the adversity that Sam's gone through and then the, what you see from a, you know, a coach's perspective and how he's kind of evolved. Yeah, I think, like you said, what you talked about there, I think that was part of the reason the Flyers, they, they wanted to, to have him be a part of the team, right? And like you said, all the stuff that he's, he's gone through and he really deserved a, a shot, right? And with the guys that they had on, on D, they, they thought maybe him coming back, they could kind of work him in and have that, that you know, mindset, the mentality that he has with physicality and, and toughness and stuff and bring that to the lineup. But it's, it's tough at that age and at that to, to change positions. And, and yeah. you know what I mean? It's, it's a different animal when you're playing D and everything's in front of, a, in front of you. And now all of a sudden you're on the wing and you got 
forwards coming back on you. You got a D stepping down on you. There's a lot of different yeah. plays. That, if you yeah, haven't played yeah. your whole life, it's a, it's a lot of big, big changes. Right. So I think, but yeah, when he got down to, to Lehigh, they needed a defenseman. They need to needed to play him down as, uh, as a defenseman there. They had some injuries and stuff and he, he played great. And he, he brought that element. He played hard. He played nasty. And he's, he's a big, strong kid, right? And he can skate and just, like you said, those guys, if you keep it simple and, and make, make good decisions with the puck, you saw the, the timely goal he scored with the Flyers. Yeah. Yeah. Up, he can shoot the puck and stuff. I mean, he, he adds a different element that the team doesn't have, right? And I think it's, it's nice to see him out there getting a, getting a shot to play. And I think as a, as a young guy, like you said, he's been through a lot, but he's, he's someone that guys really gravitate to. They love being around him, and yeah. he's a good, good kid, right, and a fun guy to, to be around. Like you said, Coach, you root for you root for him and you want him to, to do well. And that's why I think he had that mindset when the Flyers came through, like, you want to play forward? He's like, sure, whatever it whatever yeah, it takes, whatever right? It takes. Like he's got that, yeah. he's got that mindset and that mentality to to do whatever it takes. But I feel now that he's, you know, he is a defenseman and it's it's good that he's back playing playing D and playing the position that he was kind of, you know, drafted as a as a first round pick. And I think he's got a lot of a lot of upside there and some some good chance to play here down the down the stretch and get some games in him, maybe some more minutes here and and see kind of see kind of what he ha- what he has, but I think he you know he brings a different element that the team doesn't doesn't have. So hopefully it can it can work out. So Schultze, I I don't want to again. I was an equipment guy. I watched a lot of hockey, but I, I feel like uh, watching Sam in his first few games when he got back and he's got to play D. Obviously, he had a couple really big fights that were he did yeah. really really well with some tough customers, uh, but the main thing to me was he just kept it simple, man. He didn't try to do For too sure. much. And that's, you know, a lot of guys, you can play a long time if you do that, especially, you know, he's, he's a big kid, big body. Yeah. I wouldn't want to be standing. Yeah, who wants to, who wants to fight I mean, that guy? Yeah. You, you know, sure. like, yeah. um, but I was so high, like Riley said, and in, in you as well, like you pull for him because he's such a great kid and he's had poor guy. You, you felt for him all these years, like, you know, you get going and get hurt. You know, just yeah, like yeah, you exactly. said, nothing you could do about it. But uh, like it, you said, it, if he can be, a, if he can be a reliable player, and the, and the coaches have confidence in him to put him out there, and like you said, play play simple, make a good pass, defend hard, play hard in your own end. Like by watching the games in Lehigh, these guys, no one wanted to come to the front of the net, right? No, <laughs> no way, there, man. And like he was, like you know what I mean. He's a big, strong, and you you need that. You need that mentality, and I think he he brings that, and he has the ability, he has the skill to to make the plays. But like you said, just, just simplify your game, play, play hard, bring that other, other element that, that the team doesn't have. Right. So I think he can be a big, big factor going forward for sure. Yeah. I hope he can find, uh, find his way. You know, I'm again, I'm, sure. I'm still, still rooting for, for the guy, obviously. And uh, yeah. I think he's just, you know, starting to really gain his confidence, you know, realizing how much space he can actually create for himself. And like you said, you make the five foot, 10 foot pop out play, just move, just move the puck and get for up sure. the ice and shoot when you can, yeah. you know, get, obviously get it through the forward that's fronting the shot, but, you know, get it through the net. I mean, uh, I don't see why he can't do that. He's got a big, big shot. And I think he's, he's had enough adversity, you know, he's had you know, enough mind games now where he's just like, I think he's kind of like settled into what he, he knows he can do. And I just, you know, I mean, he brings that element that Flyers never had, you know, when, when he scored that yeah. goal, you know, I, I, I never seen a team so excited for yeah. a guy. Yeah, you know exactly. what I mean? That energy. Yeah. I was, I was yeah. hoping that the Flyers could have carried over that energy, you know, the next few games, because I was like, wow, this For is like sure. the blue or the, this is like kind of the energy they've been missing. Um, yeah. you know, but obviously it's, it's, you know, it's, he's one guy in, in the equation. And, um, but if you can continue, continue to, to keep growing and, you know, 
and keeping it simple and being a good team guy, which we know he is, that's probably easy for him. And yeah. Yeah. Like you said, you saw how excited the guys were, right. When he got that goal and shows what type of character he is and personality is and how much the guys, you know, love having him as a teammate. Right. So it's like you said, he's, he's on the, he's on the right track and it's nice to see him back, you know, playing and contributing. So hopefully, hopefully he can keep trending in the right direction because he'll be a big, big factor for the team for sure. Yeah, no yeah, doubt. So, Schulte, I got one more thing for you, and R- Riley might have something, but I have to bring this up, people. So, you're you killed penalties, obviously, and all you guys blocking shots and shit. I don't know how I got hit last night, Mom. Men's league game, <laughs> blocking a. <laughs> Jumping out. I was actually trying to get out of the way. I was trying to get, I sort of got, I tried to get out of the way and I don't know this puck would have gone 10 feet wide. Cause I literally jumped out of the lane and you know, yeah. when you're moving in your pants on the inside of like, there's nothing really there. The, the guy got Fair me skin. right there and I'm going to be able to show a bruise on another day. Cause it's, it's still, but anyway, and it was a muffin too, but I'm like, Ow! you know, I'm yelling, but anyway, Did you win the game at least Did you win. Yeah, we all we we did oh, lose last week, but uh, yeah, we're well, it was worth we, it then. It was we're, worth we're, it. Yeah. yeah, right. <laughs> Fuck, no, it wasn't. We could have lost, and it wouldn't have been either way. But um, uh, what I was gonna say, Schulte, every time we used to play Washington, and you were on this on the right side, there were Ovi yeah. stands. I I used to just cringe because you know the puck's coming. It's there. coming and around you, the horn, right? And, and it's funny, like we were talking about this last night. Everyone knows where he's gonna be doesn't matter yeah, yeah. because one way or another, yeah. they're going to get the puck there. Like yeah. you guys did a great job. Like you were a great penalty killer, but every time that puck would get to him and you turned and you were facing that shot, I just, I don't know how you do it, man. I don't know how yeah, you did it. Yeah. <laughs> it. I just was like the balls on you to just stand there. Well, Cause you see guy, I mean, other guys do it. Obviously it's part of the game. Yeah, it's part of your job. But yeah. I used to say, you do not make enough money to stand in front of that 10 feet yeah. away from that man with him winding up. <laughs> Thank God. Yeah. Well, not really. Thank God. Thank God it never hit you like where you really got hurt, but usually it just went in the net. Cause yeah, I mean, exactly. if he, it's yeah. like Richie said, Mike Richards said, this guy watching him shoot pucks. I'm like, you, even from my angle, I had the best angle in the world in the, in the first see right in there, third yeah. period, you, you'd see it and I could see you coming out, but yeah. that you don't even, it, when it once is he hits it like it either hits an net or hits the glass you hear it hit yeah the glass. he's you just shooting know. he's just shooting hard right he's yeah. right oh he's just ready God. to ready to pound it yeah but part of the yeah i mean that one the playoff series we had against them or whatever and i remember lappy was coaching the power play and just the what he did and how he blocked shots right you talk about playing for a coach and, and not wanting to let him down he's like right. you got to get out in this late and i'm like oh boy oh no this oh, is gonna yeah. hurt but, but like you said come come playoff time come that time and you're like is yeah. this really how we're gonna play this can i maybe just stand right beside, <laughs> stand right beside him, him. So yeah. he, can't, he can't shoot at all just make um, it make no, it a, like a four on three on the other side with three. backstrom yeah, exactly and, yeah. for sure <laughs> the problem like said, they got they got too many weapons yeah too many exactly weapons if, you, way, if, so. if you pull yeah. someone over there or, or open up you got oshi right in a slot from 10 feet for he's sure. probably oh, gonna yeah. bury exactly. it if he gets a free yeah. look and that, yeah. that backstrom what a player he is the pat the passing no. i mean the other I day think I, that's the problem and that's why you say like it's you know you know what's going there you know but like they just have so many weapons and so many other plays that they can they can beat you on right so it's yeah pretty it tough was, to tough to defend so I, yeah I, I was there uh it was actually that took elvis my son to the flyers game on saturday they were playing <clears throat> the caps i think Ovi had two goals from that spot 
Yeah. And, yeah. and, uh, there were, I get to hear some people going, you know, it's coming. I'm like, and in my head, I'm like, yeah. And they've known it for how many years? And yeah, it's still, yeah. it's, it's almost like line yeah, a, no. he lines up over there too. If he gets a shot off, if it's not blocked, sure. yeah. I, mean, I don't know if the goalies even see it to be honest with you. The way no, it's going, I know. But, yeah. It comes off so quick. But, yeah. uh, anyway, I just had to bring that up because I used to just, I couldn't, I, I just don't know how you can, go face that shot like that you didn't have a mask i definitely didn't like you talk like you talk about i didn't know that saying i didn't want to like coach talked about he didn't want to fight but there's you know there's certain things you got to do to stay in the league and i knew at that point or throughout my career there's certain things i had to do to you know like you said to find a role on a team and and be a part of a team there's certain things every guy has to do and and buy in and that was that was part of my my role and my responsibility so you try to try to do it to the best of your ability and sometimes it doesn't doesn't feel feel too good but it's uh you know it's worth it in the long run you, well you, you did it and you don't you don't stick around for as many games as you did if you didn't do it right so i mean uh, you didn't tell lappy no i'm not gonna block the shot <laughs> well if it was maybe if it was regular season but that was the playoffs so i couldn't tell yeah, not gonna right. do it but, i used yeah, to just tell so. lappy god stop putting your face there for god's sake yeah, like, right. with your in ass front of it. like yeah. that do yeah. something man poor guy yeah. got it twice in one season oh, there oh god yeah fearless but yeah yeah exactly so Right on, Schultze. Well, we uh, we appreciate you uh, taking the yeah, time. Yeah, this has been obviously. fun, guys. It's been awesome. So we'll uh, we'll we'll let you we'll let you get back to uh, the real world. Enjoy your fam. For sure, Enjoy you guys fam. too. It's great. It's great catching up. So yeah. thank you, seriously. We'll thanks so much. Yeah. yeah, thanks. Yeah, good luck with everything. Really appreciate guys. it for sure. Thanks, thanks brother. Talk to you soon. Yeah. Take care, guys. Bye bye. That episode was brought to you by Settlemeyer Skate Sharpening. Whether you're a youth hockey player, weekend warrior, or anything in between, Nasty's got you covered. Check it out at SettleMeyerSkateSharpening.com. Any of your hockey needs, and don't forget about Howie Steele. Howie's got the steel, and I've got it here. So, (laughs) Howie and Nasty, we got the steel. Beauty. make, Make sure you contact me about that. Also brought to you by... Body check wellness for all those weekend warriors dealing with those aches and pains and all the other shit that comes along with it. Check out bodycheckwellness.com for all your CBD and functional mushroom needs. And a huge thank you to Nick Schultz for carving out the time to hop on with us. Uh, Awesome guy. Go way back. We were 16 year old rookies together in Prince Albert in the Western Hockey League. And uh, obviously, uh, we still keep in uh, in contact today and great to see him doing uh, so well and staying in the Flyers organization and, you know, just kind of passing on his knowledge to the younger generation. He he is a guy that you know, Riles, uh, even with your daughters, if they end up playing hockey or a sport, like I know my son, Elvis, you want to talk about a true professional Nick Schultz. Like yeah. he, he did, you know, it's not like he was a nerd and didn't have any fun. The guy liked to have a good time and everything, but you talk about a guy that came to work. We we've talked about a bunch of guys that we've been able to meet over the years, but Schultz, um, just, a just a true professional. And, um, you, you, you couldn't hire a better guy to do what he's doing yeah. um, with, with those young guys to, to learn the right way. And he's got a great sense of humor and he, he's just a guy, you know, him and, uh, you know, I know Chris Stewart's there too. Yeah. Another great guy, great guy. Gotta, you know, teach guys, be hard on them, but be fun, you know? So um, I, 
Schultz is just he's just a great guy, man. He was um, very important in the locker room. He, he maybe kind of downplays how important he was, but he he was he was a big fixture in the locker room for three years, you know, and his his third year here, he didn't get a lot of ice time. He got scratched a lot. He actually ended up being kind of the eighth guy, seventh, eighth guy. Um, you would have never known it. Never yeah. pouting. Uh, you know, obviously he wanted to play. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, um, he, he was just great. He was great in the locker room and he's a great guy. His family's awesome. Um, it, it was nice to have him on and, and get to kind of catch up and let people know exactly what he's doing. Yeah, for sure. A yeah, quiet leader. And, you know, he quietly played over a thousand games. Like, you know, you never heard a ton of him, you know, and I guess that's yeah. probably a good thing. You, you know, you dress in almost 82 games a year and, you know, and, and, and you know, the teams on the eastern side of things don't know who you are almost because yeah. you, know, you don't see but nonetheless uh super important to teams he's he's had his head on straight since i've known him as a 16 year old obviously that's you know parenting in the home life you know he's obviously yeah. you know a, a grounded human but to see him you know keep his head on straight i think that's the biggest thing when you're teaching the younger generation is how do you keep your head on straight you right. know? because a lot of these guys have a ton of skill it's not the skill that keeps them out of the nhl or keeps them you know, it keeps them from finding that true consistency. It's their, it's their heads, you know, yeah. it's like, how do you keep your head on straight? And I think he has the ability to teach that because he's such a pro and it really comes back to just basics, right? He just, right. he knew he had to be early, early to the rank and put in that effort. And you know, he says in the interview that, you know, he, nothing came easy for him. And I understand that from a different yeah. perspective, nothing came easy. Nothing right. does come easy for most uh, hockey players. Um, so you got to, you know, go above and beyond, but uh, you know, his mentality, his attitude, like you said, he's on the attitude when you're not playing, getting scratched every game. I know what that's like. And if you have a bad attitude, they just get rid of you. You just Exactly. exactly. Fact, if you had a bad attitude, you wouldn't be, you know, player yeah. development for the flyers. Either. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, well, he, so. You know, he, like you say, he, he said, uh, early on and many, many, when he made the team there, they kind of, he never really got to work on skills. Obviously he's got a skill. If you're playing in NHL, you have skill. Yeah, like, I sure. don't care who it is. Like we always poke fun at you and joke, but you could play hockey. Um, obviously there's guys that are. Yeah. In different dimensions. Like, it's just different skill. types of players. And, yeah. and you need all of that. In my opinion, to have a team for sure. You know, you have to have these different aspects, but. Schultz, not like you said, nothing came easy, but God, did he work, man. He worked yeah. so hard and, 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 you know, he wasn't the most skilled guy, but he, he was smart. He made the smart play, the easy play, never tried to do too much. Um, God, blocking shots. I know we kind of brought that up a little bit. I used to, I used to, used to cringe yeah, that's with him one. coming out at that and seeing that thing come around the horn and I mean, knowing oh. <laughs> Which, I mean, what position my body is going to be in when that thing comes oh, off the stick is a question. <laughs> please miss it or break your stick or something. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh my God. But yeah, he, he, um, he worked his ass off and, um, you know, he, he deserved playing that many games. Like you yeah. said, if he, he wouldn't have, if he didn't. So that is the truth. Not by accident anyways. No, that's right. All right, Nas, that's a wrap for episode 19 of Nasty Knuckles. Be sure to tune in next week for episode 20. Until then, have some fun, stay safe, and we'll see you soon, knuckleheads. See you, knuckleheads. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more 
and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.